This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Several Alabama congressmen did not forget the two-year mark of the Afghanistan debacle, which was the U.S. military withdrawing from that country and leaving behind billions of dollars of taxpayer-funded military weapons. Alabama Congressman Robert Adderholt took to social media saying that while the mainstream media focuses on Georgia and the indictments issued against Donald Trump, that Americans should not forget what happened in Kabul, Afghanistan, when it fell to the Taliban in early August, and that Joe Biden's disastrous withdrawal later in that same month would leave more than a dozen U.S. service members dead. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville called Joe Biden incompetent and the withdrawal from Afghanistan the worst embarrassment to our country in 40 years. Tuberville also wrote that Biden would then go on to disrespect the families of those U.S. military that died by looking at his watch during the transfer of their fallen bodies. Congressman Jerry Carl, Barry Moore, and Dale Strong called for a moment to honor and remember those 13 service members who lost their lives from the attack, from the bombing attack on the Kabul airport. A state lawmaker is joining residents in the Chandler Mountain area to fight against an Alabama power plan to create a pump station there. State Representative Craig Lipscomb says that the project could have a devastating impact on the environment of the Coosa River as well as Chandler Mountain. Alabama Power is seeking a license approval to create two lake reservoirs in an area where there are current residential homes. This means the reservoirs would place the homes underwater. Lipscomb says this plan is reckless and inappropriate for Alabama Power to even consider if the company is actually seeking to value the quality of life for Alabamians. Lipscomb says it makes no sense to spend money to pump water up a mountain in order to send it back downhill. And he even questions if Alabama Power is doing this to comply with some sort of green energy push coming from the Biden administration. After the publishing of this article on Lipskin on the 1819 News website, the president of the Alabama Public Service Commission, Twinkle Kavanaugh, also weighed in on the issue and has publicly denounced the Alabama Power Plan. Kavanaugh says that Alabama families and businesses demand innovative solutions to fuel the future and that this type of project is cost prohibitive. Kavanaugh also suspects that this whole plan is being initiated by left-wing environmentalists from out of state who are trying to hijack Alabama's energy policy. A court date has been set for Hoover resident Carly Russell regarding her fake abduction claims. Russell will have a pretrial hearing on October 11th. Russell is charged with two misdemeanors for faking her own kidnapping, which launched Hoover police and volunteers to search for her for 48 hours. This also brought in national headlines since Russell appeared to have been nabbed in an elaborate scheme that was using a child alongside the road to get drivers to stop. Russell then turned up at her home and after questioning by police, released a statement saying that she had staged the whole thing. A police officer with the Mobile Police Department is found to have violated the Alabama Ethics Act on one count. The Alabama Ethics Commission reviewed the case involving Kevin Naiman. The complaint against Naiman was filed by Doug Roberts, who told 1819 News that Naiman was using publicly owned equipment for personal gain. Roberts says that Naiman worked as a Mobile Police detective and as a co-owner of an electric monitoring company. Roberts says that Naiman would require payment for those that were wearing ankle monitors every month and would charge them further if any issues were found with that monitor. Naaman sent the complaint to the Alabama Ethics Commission saying that it was a conflict of interest for the detective to be arresting criminals knowing that the judge will likely order them to wear an ankle monitor and that same person capitalizing on it by running the company that provides and services the ankle monitors. The commission has referred the case to the 13th Judicial Circuit for further review 
And if the district attorney concurs with the commission, an administrative penalty or fine for restitution will be imposed. State Senator Tim Melson is back in Alabama. Melson suffered a cardiac arrest while in South Korea on a legislative trip that occurred this past July. He was going there with other state lawmakers. Melson spent several weeks in a South Korean hospital after he had that heart attack. Melson's daughter posted a picture on Facebook showing that the state senator is back home in Alabama and also thanking the South Korean doctors and nurses for their great kindness and care. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Joe Biden will consider traveling to Hawaii to view the damage on the island of Maui. My wife Jill and I are going to travel to Hawaii as soon as we can. That's what I've been talking to the governor about. I don't want to get in the way. I've been to too many disaster areas, but I want to go make sure we got everything they need. In the meantime, the Biden administration is going to throw some money at the issue, $700 per resident in Maui who lost their home or family member. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz says that the latest indictments that were issued against Donald Trump this past Tuesday by the Fulton County District Attorney in Georgia is a massive distortion of the RICO conspiracy laws. Dershowitz spoke on OAN after the 10 indictments were issued by D.A. Fannie Willis against Trump and 18 of his lawyers and aides that were helping him in the state of Georgia following the 2020 presidential election. This basically says RICO is not just applicable to organized crime or to organized uh, commercial crime with hierarchies, but it also applies to protests against election results. It's going to deter and chill people from bringing legitimate election results. Let's remember, we have a process, a law process for challenging elections. It involves alternate electors. It involves going to court. What this indictment basically says is if you do that, we're going to indict you. So you might as well go on the streets and, and protest and do what happens in banana republics. Um, you know, I in my on my podcast, uh, The Dirt Show, I, I give out bananas. And uh, until this indictment, I was up to two. I think I'm now up to four. Uh, this indictment is very, very dangerous, not only for what it says about Donald Trump, but what it says about future challenges to elections by lawyers. I think every lawyer who's an election lawyer Uh, should be trembling at the result of this. It basically says if you're wrong about the election, we're coming after you. And that's just not the way it should be. If you're wrong about the election, you lose. Uh, That's how America is supposed to operate. Donald Trump responded to the indictments by announcing that next Monday he will hold a press conference to detail what he called a complex and irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud that took place in Georgia in 2020. That press conference will occur at 11 a.m. Eastern time from Trump's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. When it comes to the voter fraud in the state of Michigan, more officials are confirming the recent report from the Gateway Pundit about an effort to infuse tens of thousands of fraudulent voter applications ahead of the 2020 election to inflate the voter rolls. The whole Muskegon police report was recently obtained by the Gateway Pundit and reveals how the whole police investigation got launched in Muskegon. It occurred when a clerk in one county alone was alerted to a person from GBI Strategies bringing in eight to 12,000 of these voter applications. Those applications turned out to be fraudulently filled out. The Muskegon clerk is Ann Mesh, and she turned that person in right away to authorities. But since the FBI started to take over that case, there's been no news or follow-up on how many other voter applications were received by other county clerks and potentially infiltrated into the 2020 presidential election. Muskegon Police Captain Tim Bohorski is also confirming that the investigation was launched and that once it was handed off to the FBI, the whole effort to find voter fraud in that state 
went dead. Here is part two of a conversation that I had with Sean Kaufman. He is a public health specialist who offered his medical expertise to Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California. That's where senior pastor John MacArthur took a stand against the state government's mandates that the ministry be shut down. Kaufman maintains that the public health officials in California made bad public health policy and offered poor leadership. Millions of people lost businesses. They lost their livelihoods. They lost lives. They, uh, fathers weren't in, in, in rooms with mothers delivering babies. That was the greatest memory of my life is watching my sons be born. Uh, you had people dying alone because they wouldn't let people come in to see the people who, who they loved. Look, the, the damage that these individuals did because of the lack of leadership and competence that they had um, is, is devastating. And, and, and my opinion is you just got to do something to make sure it never, ever happens again. Um, we can't have this gross incompetence uh, in public health and an emergency response when we deal with the next pandemic. It seems to me that that documentary is trying to shore up, at least in one area, what you just mentioned, that desire to not let it happen again. Um, for churches to learn from the, the situation that happened at Grace Community Church, where John, Pastor John MacArthur took a stand early on and in a lot of ways avoided some of the tragedy that other people experienced because at least the church was allowed to interact with the people on the ground experiencing these problems. Darkness runs away from light. Yes. Meaning if you take a flashlight and you point it in a dark area, it runs, it scatters. It, it doesn't stay and make a fight. And, and that's the same with all of this, all of these people that have lied and people have to understand something. It's, it, I feel so bad for the general public because they have been misinformed and lied to mainstream media, social media has censored people like myself miserably censored. I mean, we've been removed mm -hmm. from, from LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. People were looking for credible information and they only got the narrative that the government and pharma and healthcare wanted them to get. Everyone else that went against the narrative was censored. So I can't blame people for being misinformed, but what I can do, and this is important, is I can tell people that the truth is, is, is out there. You have to just go and search for it. And, and when I say the truth is out there, you've got to really make sure that you um, ask questions, ask tough questions. It, what John MacArthur did, they never went to court, Andrea. They mm -hmm. never went to court because if you were to get those people on the stand where they have to tell the truth or they face criminal penalties, they cannot tell the truth because there was never a reason to do the things that they did. Never. So I can't wait till I see Dr. Fauci on a stand with a lawyer who will be able to understand science and because every time you ask Dr. Fauci a question, he's like jello. He'll answer the question partially. But if you had a scientist that was asking him questions that understood what he was saying, Dr. Fauci would look extremely incompetent. He's not a scientist. He's not even a medical doctor. He is a politician. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. 
You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 